Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sports Club, it's In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. I want to thank you very much for making my day in the sun so memorable. Right back out to the Raider Nation listener line, um, we've got an anonymous call uh, online. I'm not quite sure uh, what this is uh, all about, but uh, I'll just call him anonymous. Uh, you got the floor. Yeah, I'm the uh, hotel manager of a certain hotel in Ohio where I believe one of your uh, radio stars uh, was supposed <laughs> to stay at and had an issue with. And I'm, I'm going to be in L.A. this weekend. I want to know if you wanted to meet up and uh, see those things in my face about my hotel. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That would be great. Wow. Oh yeah, well, where are you gonna be, and man? that's between where y'all. But what's that? I said, where are you gonna be, man? I'm at just the game. This is Aaron, man, from Maui. What's this up, is Aaron dude? From Maui, man. I'm just messing with you. I'm already knowing. I'm already knowing. That's why you heard me. But hey, you believe me, brother. I couldn't even fake it. No, no. But I didn't know exactly it was you. But I knew it was. I knew it wasn't them, just because I talked to them long well, enough so. where I knew. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, just so you know, I was at work minding my own business and. uh Damone reached out to me to ask if I would do this. Man, I was working my Oh. Oh, wow. Damone. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that, man. I wouldn't do that to him. I wouldn't knock on you anyway, Damone. <laughs> Damone is like, anyway, he's shell-shocked right now. <laughs> Yo, the shock. Right <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's stuttering. And... <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you guys, have a good weekend. My point was to call to make sure that uh, – you were staying somewhere close to you and not at some flea bag, man. Hook your boy up going forward, if you will, Vinny. Exactly. Yeah, we got to I, – I, 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 I gave him the plan. Uh, he knows uh, what, 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 uh, what needs to happen uh, in that regard because I'm telling you, man, traveling, you, 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 there's some do's and don'ts. And uh, there was – but sometimes you get caught, you know, uh, you get lied to a little bit sometimes or misled. So uh, I got that catfished. Was... I got catfished on the internet. That's what there you was. go. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, well, hey, we got guys, it out early. It was a mistake now that he's going to be able to rebound from uh, and learn from <laughs> and get better from. You know, just got to clean up the fundamentals a little bit and yeah. uh, and he'll be good to go. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have fun, man. If you guys pass my old neighborhood, Slauson and Crenshaw, throw it up for me one time. Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm, not, awesome. I'm, I'm definitely know, not I know going that by location Crenshaw. Well. <laughs> I'm not going by Crenshaw, brother. Call me what you want. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Hey, man, look, I'm a family man now. You know what I mean? I don't want to have my head no, on a swivel. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. All right. Okay. Well <laughs> Take played. care, guys. Well have played. a good weekend. Hey, I appreciate the call. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you, my man. That's, thanks that's, for the support. That's Aaron right there. Good dude. And I'll tell you this, man. Um, I know that I'm going to be staying at a good hotel because I did not make the hotel plans this time. The wife did. So oh, there you go. So she's got it covered like a glove. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate Aaron. He was the great sponsor of uh, my trip to Canton, Ohio. And believe me, I actually have a funny story, and I'm not going to tell it right now, but I have a hilarious story that it will all come to light at some point about where I was supposed to stay in Canton and things that I'm going to be doing in the future. It's really going to all come together. It's going to be pretty funny, but we'll get to that in another time. We're looking forward to it. Uh, uh, but uh, in the meantime, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line because Eddie is in L.A. How you doing, Eddie? Hey, how you doing, Vinny? Q, what, what, you're leaving me on a lurch right there, man. Now I'm intrigued. Now I want to hear it. I want to laugh. 
Hey, man, I got a funny story coming, but I, I and it'll, like, it's one of those situations where I don't even have to speak on it. When it comes to light, everyone's going to know it and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And it'll be funny, but it's, it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. Right on. I can't wait. I'm sure I'll listen for it. Uh, you know, I've been hearing the talk about Derek Carr and ball security. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to he, he's gonna uh, have that fixed. I mean, if you go back to the 2015 and 2016 season, he had, a, he, he had a problem with throwing interceptions. He cleaned it up that year in 2016, and he blew it up. And I think this is he's primed to do the same thing this year. I think he's going to come out. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. That's a point of reference that I'm sure that he's been working on. Uh, but what what part of the align and all the shifting that had to do last year had any uh, part uh, you know to play with him? Maybe he was insecure of that line at times, and it and it showed and it, it led into uh, those things manifesting itself. Um, I I think this year it's going to be a lot better. Um, you'll see a different Derek Carr. You know the line is still is still subject because you know there, there is a new starters and there is. There's going to be weaknesses there, and I'm sure teams are going to attack those vulnerabilities. But one of the things that, that it concerns me a little bit is the injuries at the middle linebacker position. Has there been any talk about bringing anybody in? Isn't Ruben Foster out there? Ooh. Ruben Foster uh, is out there. He uh, showed a, uh, a, a nice little video. I think it was yesterday. Uh, looked pretty good. Um, well, look, they've got Nick Kwiatkowski, so he was yeah. last year's starter. And so for now, if Nicholas Morrow is is going to be out any significant amount of time, then, you know, obviously Kwiatkowski moves uh, up up ahead a notch. I got to say this, too, watching in practice, I know Q's been out there, too. It ain't like Kwiatkowski's just some bum sitting on the sidelines. He plays yeah, a right. lot. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, schemes and packages and personnel groupings where he is front and center. He's going to play a lot this year. So it the same issue we're having where, you know, it's availability key with, with both of them now. Well, I mean, Morrow just got injured, but Kukowski looks like it's, it's, it's something that is a trend with him. I mean, it, it plagued them in Chicago, and it seems like it might it could be following them here too. I hope not, knock on wood, but we have to have some depth. Last year and then the years previous to that, that middle of the field in the defense was like, it was just open for anybody to go in there and do whatever they want. And uh, in the preseason, last game against Seattle, you saw a little bit of it, and, and that's what I mean about them cleaning that portion up, and, and they kind of uh, went back and, uh, you know, they had players being in that position and covering the middle of the field a little better. But that's still a little concerning, especially with all the, all the new additions on defense and them needing to play together as a cohesive unit. That's that's the the part that gets me a little bit nervous about that. I mean, I, I still think it's, they're going to be more buttoned up. They're going to be more after it. Uh, I just look at the previous practice, how how keen they were, how focused, ready to work. They they treated it as a business trip. I mean, the, that that's one of the things I've been har- harping on the most in the previous years. It, 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 there was the, that level of, of seriousness, focus all the way around from top to bottom wasn't always there. It was lacking either on one side of the team or the other. I don't see that as an issue anymore. I see them all being as a collective group, which is only going to spell success in my mind. But that, 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 that middle of the field is still something that bothers me. I don't know about you guys, but it really does bother me. It makes me worry at times. Hopefully, you know, with all the cornerbacks that they have, they got, they, they got up something up their sleeve and they'll, you know, they'll plan for it. But I can't wait, man. I can't wait for that Monday night. I can't wait for them to smack around the Rams this weekend, too. Well, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. Um, 
one thing also that I've been noticing, Q, is that, you know, in the middle of that field, there's a guy by the name of, not uh, name, but there's a guy with the number 24 uh, that has been patrolling the middle of that field uh, closer to the line of scrimmage. So um, I think the, 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 the way this defense, you know, is constructed and the way it runs, you know, and I'm not saying that Jonathan Abram is a de facto another middle linebacker, but he kind of plays a position where that's where he's situated. That's where he plays a lot now over closer to the line of scrimmage. I saw him make uh, some plays against the Rams where, you know, it was middle of the field balls that were thrown where he was right there to either pass, you know, make the pass break up uh, or make the tackle very quickly. So that kind of, you know, his role is almost more like a linebacker this year, Q. Yeah, no, it, it really is, and that's where he's more comfortable, and that's what I'm excited about seeing, and we'll see if he's able to take that next step. This is a huge year. He's not talking a lot about it. He's just kind of going out there doing his thing. Ron Miles, you were in the same media session when he said, hey, we asked him to tone it back a little bit and just go out there and perform, let his play do the talking, and that's good. And I like the swagger that he has. A lot of people think that I'm like a Jonathan Abram, uh, like I don't like him, and that's not the case. I like him a lot. I think he has the mindset and the makeup of a Raider. He's just got to go out there and perform, and he hasn't been able to do that uh, the first two years in the league yet uh, on a consistent basis. That's the thing you're looking for is consistency, and I think that with him in this scheme doing what he actually does really well, and that's the one thing that I've said, you've said, Raider Nation has said for a long time, Coach's main job is to put players in a position to succeed. Whether it's in their scheme or not, you see a guy, you see what he does best, you put him in that position. I think now Jonathan Abram has an opportunity to be successful. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, I'm reading this tweet from uh, Green Key Mortgage and Construction Services. Uh, oh, I saw uh, it. I haven't his... seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he said, "Man to man, is Derek really going to finally come out of the shell and become the leader we need in the huddle? Forget the pretty throws." And just starting the dog that defines every great quarterback. Um, you know, Green Key, I've seen some of your tweets. I'm not going to dog you out or anything like that. But I, I just don't get how people think that Derek Carr is in some sort of a shell. He's not in any kind of a shell. He doesn't act like he's in a shell. He's not afraid of being a leader. Um, is he the perfect quarterback? No. But, like, when I see something like this, Q, I'm like, what are you guys watching? What right. do you, what, What is it that you see that you think that Derek Carr is, like, protected protecting himself in some sort of a shell and isn't the leader of this team right you know the thing about it is and this is kind of I've I've kind of washed this conversation to the side because in my opinion you're either a Derek Carr fan or you're not you know you either appreciate what he does or you don't and that's it you know I mean it's just it is what it is there's other teams in the league that would definitely want to have him if he was made available he's in the fourth year with John Gruden he does he have warts yes can he have, does he have room to improve? Yes. But is he a guy that can get, get it done and get you where you need to be? Absolutely. I mean, he, he just he gets it, and he is a leader. He does show that leadership. We're there in the media sessions with him. We hear him. We know what he's doing. We see him on the field. If you see him in training camp, and, and Vinny, you've been there much longer than I have. This is my first year being out there, but you've seen him. He's out there leading the charge, and he's showing what it takes to get these guys lined up correctly. He's doing what it takes. With, if they don't start off their, their session right, he's like, hey, let's start this over. He's in John Gruden's ear the whole time, in front of him all the time. Hey, uh, Gru, what do you need? I mean, he, he's, he's, not, you know, he's not the guy that everyone thinks he is where he's all of a sudden some problem or he's, he's like you said, a shell of himself and he doesn't want to come out and, and be a leader. He, he just does it differently. He's not the same type of leader that I would be. I'm the kind of guy that I'm rah-rah, I'm in your face, I'm loud. I mean, that's just who I am. But everyone, you, you, 
if if you if you're that guy and you're that's not who you are naturally, then it's like, oh, you're a fraud. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're faking to be someone else that you're not. He can't be someone he's not. He's just got to go out there and be Derek Carr, be the best version of himself, and I think that you're going to continue to see him grow. His biggest thing is, hey, control the ball. Keep keep the ball in your hands when you're in the pocket and it starts getting a little hairy. Don't turn the ball over, and you'll be fine. You know, I was driving around Los Angeles today because that's what you do in L.A. Um, <laughs> uh, you spend a lot of time uh, on freeways, and uh, it, it slapped me right back in the face when I came home. Uh, how much driving there really is uh, here in this uh, wonderful state and wonderful city. But uh, I was listening to uh, some really good friends uh, here on uh, L.A. radio and uh, 710 AM uh, ESPN station here in Los Angeles. And what they were talking about was, is Matthew Stafford really Derek Carr? And is Derek Carr really Matthew Stafford? Because they went through the stats. And even I was (laughs) like, wow. Don't get me started on this conversation, brother. Well, you know what? <laughs> Too late, Q. Too late. Because we're going to have that conversation right now. Damon, tell right. him that I went down this rabbit hole already. No, okay, he did. He did. I, and that's awesome because now, you know, we'll, we'll be able to trade some ideas <laughs> Let's here. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So uh, th- this is Matthew Stafford's career line. Okay. And granted, he's played a whole bunch more games because he's been in the league a little bit longer. But uh, completion percentage career, 62.6 completion percentage. Yards, uh, 45,109. Touchdowns, 282. Interceptions, 144. Okay. Um, Derek Carr, 110 games. So that's 65 le- or 55 less games, fewer games. 64.4% you know, completion percentage, which is better. Uh, 26,896 yards. Uh, if you do the, the math with the games and everything like that, that kind of averages out fairly closely, it sounds like. Is, I, I think if my math is correct. Touchdowns, 170 to 71 interceptions. Um, Q, you, you obviously have some thoughts about this. Yeah. Uh, are they more similar than we're given credit to for? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm glad you brought this up, even though I said don't go there. I, I, I had this <laughs> conversation the other day. I got on my, on my soapbox, even though I didn't mean to, and a lot of people think I'm a Matt Stafford hater. I'm not. But I just think that every excuse that you can use for Matt Stafford not being as successful as, as everyone thinks he should be, you can use for Derek Carr. And they are very similar. Does, does Matt Stafford have probably more arm strength? Is he a little bit prettier as far as, like, the, the passes in the pocket and everything? Yeah, sure. But their numbers are very similar. He's 16 games under 500 for his win-loss record. Derek Carr is 16 games under 500 for their win-loss record. Yes, they're very similar. And I have people that tell me that Matt Stafford is elite and Derek Carr is, is garbage. And I'm not a Derek Carr apologist. There's guys like that that are out there. I can name them, but I'm not going to give them that kind of shine. I'm just, it just it, it blows my mind that these guys who have both been in bad situations, Detroit was a dumpster fire for a while. The Raiders, let's be honest, I'm a Raider fan. I'll tell you, it was a dumpster fire when Derek Carr was first drafted. They had no idea what was going on. Remember they had who, Matt Schaub was supposed to be the guy? He was supposed to be the starting quarterback, and Derek Carr beat him out in training camp, and he started since day one. So they're very similar. They're very stinking similar. But Matt Stafford gets all the shine and gets all the he's elite, and Derek Carr's not. I don't think either one of them are elite. I think they're both good quarterbacks. And we'll see what Matt Stafford does this year in L.A., where the, the lights shine a little bit brighter, and he's expected to be that guy. Sean McVay's his head coach. The team is set up to win right now. But I don't think there's much difference between the two guys, and this is exactly what I was saying the other day. 
And I don't think that that's a put down to Matthew Stafford or elevating Derek Carr to something that he's not. Right. I agree with you. I think that their stats are eerily similar and their situations as well right. are, are, are eerily similar. Uh, Q, did I ever tell you the story about Lamar Odom and the, um, and, and, you know, uh, the, the light that he shed uh, on um, Kevin Garnett when Kevin too. Garnett was in Minnesota? Did I, did I ever tell you that story? No, you didn't tell me that story. Okay, so um, Lamar Odom was one of the – I used to love talking to Lamar and Ron Artest. They, their lockers were um, right next to each other at, at Staples Center. So, And they, were, they would always be out there before games. You know, and The media was able to go in for about 90 minutes or so right. before a game um, to, to talk. And a lot of times you're just shooting the you-know-what, right? Right, right, right. Uh, with the guys that are out there. So I got some funny stories from some of those days. But anyway, <laughs> so um, – but this is actually out of practice, talking to Lamar Odom, and he's bringing up – how so much of life, so much of professional sports is all about your circumstance, where you landed, where you are, what's around you, right? So his argument was this, and I'm going to throw it at you. This was when Kevin Garnett was in Minnesota, okay? Right. And Lamar Odom brought up to me, he's like, look, he goes, you're not, he goes, are you going to sit here and tell me that if you took Kevin Garnett and switched him out with Tim Duncan in San Antonio, yeah. Just a straight swap. Right, right, And right. you put, you put uh, KG in there with Popovich, Tony, you know, Manu, uh, I mean, uh, Ginobili. You know, he goes on and on and on with all, that system, that culture. He goes, You're, are you going to sit here and tell me that they're still not winning championships down there in, in, in San Antonio? And I did not have a countering argument for him. Uh, like, I couldn't sit there and say, no, not really. I, 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 right. I, I, I think they would be winning championships still, you know, uh, obviously – they would trade off a lot of times with the Lakers. And so he said to me, he goes, now look at how we talk about Tim Duncan and look at how we talk about, you know, Lamar o- or excuse me, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett in Minnesota because he's in Minnesota in a yeah. bad situation. So, you know, and how could you can't argue that it's right. so much of it is about your circumstance. Oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. And uh, ultimately, KG is a you know, Hall of Famer. And ultimately, Tim Duncan, we all know, is a Hall of Famer. And San Antonio really lucked into that situation to end up having Tim Duncan Completely. and David Should have been in Boston. Right, exactly. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, things that we could talk about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's about, you know, it, it's not only about the talent of the player, but it's also about the talent of the organization as far as setting the player up for success. There's some guys in the league that I felt like never had an opportunity. I don't know if Josh Rosen could have ever been a quarterback, a good quarterback in the league, but he's never had an opportunity, ever. Yes, and and when we get back, we're going to extend this conversation because think of it this way now, uh, Q. Who's going to have the better – who's in the better situation of the four rookie quarterbacks? Trevor Lawrence, the BYU kid um, uh, uh, over in New York. Right. Or – Justin Fields in Chicago or, um, uh, uh, yeah, the the 49ers rookie quarterback. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who, forget whoever is the better quarterback or the the better talent or whatever the case might be. Those situations that all four of those quarterbacks are in is probably going to determine at the end of the line who had the better career or not. For sure. So, you know, and it'll. I, I, I'm. I'm curious how it's going to play out in year one, uh, because I'm not sold that you know uh, uh, Lawrence is in the best situation, uh, or and the Jets have been a dumpster fire for for years. So do we expect that to get better overnight? I'm not so sure. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, and Q Myers brought to you by Tequila Embajador. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Friday.
Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Friday, the day before the Raiders take on the Los Angeles Rams uh, out at SoFi Stadium, just a uh, stone's throw away from uh, where I am right at this second. Um, we're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line because Raider Gong, it was so good. Raider Gong wanted a little more. So uh, what's up, Raider Gong? <laughs> Vinny is gone, bro. Z, my dude, come it's on. It's hard to hear. Yeah, it's uh, okay. I keep hearing Raider uh, Gong. It's all from, good. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Anyways. G O N. Z. Like the Black Zorro. Remember in the, the movie when uh, he said, I'm like when, the Black you, Zorro. Yeah, you got a Z in I your got you. I got you. Now I got you because when, when you said it, it still sounds like you said G-O-N-G, not Z. So my bad. No, it's all good. Uh, anyways, so again, out here from the 714, Orange County, Santa nice. Ana. You know, living right now in the 310, nice. which is L.A. Yep. For Demont, so he does. So he remembers those area codes. That's right. But uh, are you guys gonna be uh, kicking it or hanging out after the game anywhere for you know us listeners right here in LA? And uh, second point I wanted to make, or just kind of payback, is if your uh, significant other is buying the groceries and they always buy you know Kirkland water, let's say. And you have the opportunity to go to the gro- to the grocery store. Do not buy anything else. Do not buy Arrowhead. Do not buy Fiji. That's all I gotta say. All right, man. You guys have a good night. Oh, uh, you too. that was greatness. That was <laughs> greatness. Raider guns right there. And I'll tell you right now. You know, in life, there's so many different flavors of water. You know, what I mean, there's so many different flavors of water, and some is just pure. Yeah. So every once in a while, you've got to you know, kind of dibble and dabble and see what kind of water you prefer. And I'll just say there's got to be a pool around here somewhere. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. There's got to be a pool around here because there's a, whole, right. there's a whole lot of water around here. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm hoping a certain listener is not listening today because you're going to be in trouble. I'm just letting you know, man, right now, because uh, they, they, they understand exactly what you're talking about. So, uh, But, hey. I'm not going to get in the middle of any of that. Q, you do your you do your thing uh, uh, at the Treasure Island at the Golden Circle Sports Book, which is a really good spot and um, it's a great spot. And it's a Friday night in Las Vegas, so you know you know how it rolls. Um, water right, flows, so, water flows, brother. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you don't you just don't want to drown. That's no, the, that's no, the key. exactly. <laughs> good one. It's yeah, because <laughs> that could happen too. Yeah, you ain't that lying. You can drown or you can get drowned. <laughs> right, exactly. I may be so, drowning myself right now as I speak. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, all right, Q, I got a question for you. Tomorrow, um, okay. you know, the, the, the Raiders released their fourth quarterback on Monday. Right. Uh, so they're down to three quarterbacks. Uh, I would not hold my breath uh, on Derek Carr playing at all tomorrow. So right. that leaves Marcus Mariota and Nathan Peterman, and to me, them not carrying that fourth quarterback is a pretty good indication that that Marcus is good to go. I saw him in practice uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, he definitely was not, you know, there was no restrictions or anything like that coming off that leg tweak that he had the week before. So it looks like he's in line 
to play on Saturday and probably play some significant snaps. Uh, they'll probably half it up with he and Nathan Peterman. I'm looking forward uh, to seeing Marcus Mariota out there play some significant time. I know it's going to be against backups. I completely get that. Uh, but I think it's important for Marcus Mariota to get on the field and get some reps. I think it's important for the Raiders to get Marcus Mariota uh, some reps. And I just – I'm excited to see that. That's like the thing that I'm th- uh, wanting to see most, especially offensively, is what number eight does tomorrow night. Yeah, it should be interesting. You know, I think you're right. He'll get some burn. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sold that he's going to get actual half a game. I think he may just get a quarter and Peterman goes the other three quarters. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that John Gruden's trying to get him some extra burn and get him up to speed on, on what they're trying to do. And, and I know Nate Peterman is already up to speed, but just kind of get him uh, as many reps as possible because we all know he's he's not going anywhere. He's going to be on the roster. He's not going to be the backup. But he's going to be on the roster, and he's not going to get a whole lot of game time action outside of what they're going to be doing right now, which is preseason. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mariota for one quarter and then see Peterman go the rest of the way. But, you know, if they do give Mariota a half, great. I think, and this is just me thinking, this is my gut feeling, this is what I've always rolled with regardless of location or what. I just kind of feel like Mariota has a package. He kind of knows what he's got to do, what his role is going to be outside of, you know, worst-case scenario, a car injury. But I, I think he knows who – who he's got to be and what he's got to do for this team moving forward. I really do. And I don't think you're going to see any of the package whatsoever. None. Zero. Zero. Um, I can say it in 18 languages. It all means the same. Nothing. Yeah. I, I don't know if you uh, – it was it was kind of a, you know, kind of a welcome to the NFL sort of moment yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you, if you happen to catch when John Gruden was talking yesterday and uh, a, a good friend of ours, a reporter – uh, asked a question uh, to John Gruden about a specific play that he saw in yesterday's practice um, regarding a certain running back uh, on the team. Yeah, 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 I heard uh, that. Okay, the look that John Gruden gave when that question was asked, um, right. and not trying to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that, but it was because John Gruden and all coaches, this is why these, this is why these, these practices – Joint practices will never be live streamed. Right. They'll never be televised. Somebody, you know, th- th- there's been talk about, hey, these are so, you know, good and so effective. Uh, why don't they put it on TV? And the point of why it's so effective is you're not getting the dummy down stuff in this practice right. setting right, right. here. The Rams right. aren't playing the, Cal- the uh, Raiders this year unless they play each other in the Super Bowl. And by then, things will have changed over a million different times. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, so the Raiders, what do- the Raiders thought that again, 2003, brother. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, but the point, my point is, is, is you're seeing real stuff in these yeah, practices. Exactly. Like, like they're working on real stuff. You're not going to see the real stuff on Saturday. They're going to be very protective uh, mm-hmm. of that in a lot of ways. So, um, and and John Gruden is very protective of his stuff. Like he doesn't want any of this getting out there. Right. He even talked about it before. Uh, heading to Los Angeles. Hopefully everybody will be understanding that, you know, uh, no videos, no this, no that. I don't want to see all this stuff uh, out on the internet um, or on television and everything like that. So when that question got asked about to, to him about a specific play that worked, by the way, uh, and yeah. and it, the question was, are we going to see a little bit more of that this year? And he, John Gruden just had this look on his face like, you didn't just ask that question, man. And he's like, no, we're not going to be doing any of that this year. Uh, you know, uh, we're not going to talk about what we, you know, so right. he was upset. And it tells you 
um, you know, it was a rookie mistake. It was a, it was, it was, you know, an innocent mistake. I wouldn't even call it a mistake. It was a valid question. John Gruden just didn't want to answer it. Um, but it, 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 it just shows you how secretive and protective these coaches are. Um, and it, and it kind of speaks also Q to how much pressure these guys are under, you know, like, right. like when, when a question about a play is frowned upon because you're not trying to give away any secrets right now. That kind of tells you that guys take this really seriously, A, and there's a lot of pressure in this league to win uh, and, and, and try to maintain the most competitive balance that you can maintain. Right. I mean, guys are very, you know, controlling. You know, coaches are very controlling. They want everything out there at their time. They don't want it out there ahead of time. Now, I will say that play that we're talking about, it's out there. I mean, the video's out there. I've seen the video, and I'm not in L.A. I mean, I, I've seen the play, so, uh, you know, when, when the question was – It was, was probably like, released by the Raiders media people, Exactly. Too. It was. It absolutely was. So that's – because that, it, it was during the session when it's not, you know, filmable, which, Vinny, we get that question all the time. How come you guys aren't filming stuff? I during? know. We yeah. can't. <laughs> we can't. I, I mean, there's it, just – you can't. Well, other teams do. Okay, well, we're not covering other teams. We're covering the Raiders, and we're allowed to do what we do. But that's not even, you know, the, the point. The point is, yes, I mean, you know, there's there's the coaches keep things close to the vest for a reason. They want to feel like, you know, things about what they're trying to do is not out there already. That particular play isn't even something that's uncommon in the league. I mean, it, it's ran all the time. It's just the Raiders ran it really well. And it's probably something that you'll see at some point throughout the season multiple times with these with these players. And so, yeah, of course he didn't want to talk about it. And he did, like you said. He mentioned that before they left L.A. He said, hey, hopefully, uh, you know, it's not out on the Internet. We don't want it on social media. It's not – this is not what the purpose is. The purpose is to get better and work on our, our craft. And that's, that's all it is. So, uh, again, uh, obviously, you know, the person asked the question, they meant no harm by it. They just were based it off of, hey, is that your plan? Is that what you're thinking? And – and John Gruden wasn't having it, like you said. Years ago, when I was working uh, for the Los Angeles Daily News, uh, we are we had a, a reporter who covered the Cal State Northridge football team. Right, that's how that was when the back in the day when newspapers were just printing money. Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we like literally traveled with Cal State Northridge, which I think it was not Division Two, but that that middle ground between Division Two and, and Division One. Right, so or maybe right below Division Two. Anyway, okay, yeah. So uh, so she goes on the radio to talk to, um, you know, uh, the, the local radio station of the like is Montana State or something like that. Right. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> talking about Cal State Northridge and mentions about how they were practicing a fake punt off of a like oh, and, no. and and it got back to the head coach, the Cal State Northridge head coach. And he was just livid. I mean, he's right. a good dude. He actually you know, uh, totally respected the reporter in question. And it was just like, why did you talk? <laughs> like, you can't, like, stop that, you know, like, and that's, and, and so it's that fine line of, you know, there's an old saying, you know, uh, it's too bad I, I, I wasn't here to see what I just saw because I would have had to write about it, you know, or, or talk about it. But there's certain things that you almost have to innately know that what you see in a certain situation that, you don't go blaring it all over the place. And that's kind of out of respect for, like, I got a job to do. You got a job to do. They've got a job to do, too. Just as I wouldn't want them messing with my job, so, you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't do that to them, Q. Right, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. And so uh, it, it's just, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast. You know, you got to 
pick and choose. You want to ask all the questions. You want to get all the information because you know that there's people out there that are relying on you. I mean, Vinny, you've got a bazillion followers on Twitter. You've got a bazillion, you know, readers of what you put out there that want to know every single detail. And I got people that ask me all the time, Q, well, ask John Gruden this. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you want me yeah. to ask Gruden that? Like, are you kidding me? He already puts a hole in my chest. Even when I ask him a question that's very valid, he just, he kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes he just has that demeanor where it's, he's, he doesn't mean anything by it. He just kind of, you know, looks at you like, all right, you know, but it's a, it's a very valid <laughs> question. So I, I love it. I love every minute of it. But uh, there's just certain things that you just realize, especially as, as you're around a guy a lot longer, you know that, hey, this is not, this is not probably the question that he wants me to ask. So. Uh, the best know. was when we were, or worse, however you want to look at it, was when we were being asked, like for the last two weeks, when Darren Waller, what's the story on Darren Waller? Yes. You know, how come yes. you don't ask about, you know, and, and, right. and I'm thinking to myself, do you really think that we don't ask every chance that we get? Right. What's, it, you know, there's only a certain amount of thing, you know, uh, there's only, they're only going to go so far in explaining what's going on. Again, and we talked about this, Q, when there's no injury report, uh, to base things on, like the, the official injury report before an official game, coaches are just going to keep playing everything as close to the vest as possible. So right. even something as, you know, I wouldn't say meaningless, but as as uh, small as a some kind of a leg injury that 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 Darren had, um, they weren't going to tell us. No, no matter how many times we asked and we asked, and I, I just sometimes think to myself, Q, do you really think that we're not asking like right, that question? Right. Are I you, mean. Uh, and on top of that, there was a time when – and we both saw him, and, and we were both talking about it. We were standing next to each other, but we saw Darren Waller on the third practice field kind of working on the jelly drills. I know you tweeted that out. I did as well. And people were like, well, give us video. And we're like, we can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't exactly. do it. You just can't. My thing my, – my philosophy is if I see him out there running – I don't really need to know exactly what the injury is. At some point, if it ever you know bleeds over to the regular season, we'll find out. And I'm sure at some point, you know, he might still land on the injury report, and we'll kind of figure out what it what exactly it was. But as long as I'm seeing him out there running around, I don't need every little detail, and I don't think that fans do either. He's on target to come back, and that's that. And we quickly dispelled any. It wasn't anything about a. a, a um, a contract dispute right. or anything like that. Like yeah. everyone was trying to run with that thing. Right. Um, and I, I'm sure if they renegotiate the deal or if he signs an extension at some point, everyone see, that's what it was. Right. No, it was totally separate from that. Um, I'm not saying that he's on the verge of signing a new deal or anything, but I'm saying if he does, right. it will be, it would have been simultaneous to that, not the result of that. So right. um, anyway, it's just, when we have the information, we'll get you the information. But sometimes we're working within certain parameters. And there's other times, too, where you respect things that people say, hey, please don't, you know, like like in our job, the access that we get is sometimes predicated on not, you know, like like getting background, getting information that they don't want out there, out there. But it may, it, it, it's information that's given to you to make your job, the make, so that you're writing a more accurate story. So you're telling exactly. a more accurate, uh, telling a more accurate story. And this job isn't to burn people because if you <laughs> burn people, you're not going to have a job very long because you'll get shut off like that. You have to earn a level of respect. And trying to explain that, you know. Uh, I wish we could. I wish we could sit down, Q, sometimes. Maybe we will do this at some point. 
bring some you know uh, some listeners and and readers and we'll we'll, we'll have like a little day or a party or whatever yeah. just to kind of talk about hey this is how it sometimes has to work right well yeah and, and what i like to do and we will do at some point when it's not a busy part of the season like football season we will sit down and say hey you know what uh all questions are on the table whatever you want to ask about what we do on the daily why we do how we do uh is wide open ask us and we'll answer it straight up you know why do we talk like this why do we go to break here when i mean we'll do that we'll open it up wide open like some old school tv antennas to whatever you want to know you can know and we'll explain it to the very best of our ability and that'll be but that's for a time when it's not as super busy as uh football season <laughs> well I'll, I'll put it this way a couple of years ago um like uh, sean mcveigh's first year we had and and we had a completely off the record com- total session with him where he went through plays and things like that where he yeah. was showing us this is what we look for this is what we want you know don't go writing about it but right. so that you can watch the game a little bit easier and have a better understanding and they also um had a whole session with their with their capologist um and he completely broke it down to in in every way fashionable of cash compared yeah. to salary cap and all of that stuff right uh, all of the ins and outs the agreement was we never talk about this. <laughs> you right. know, you, yeah. you can't go writing about this. But now you'll have a better idea of when a contract is announced or whatever. You can kind of cut through all the, the nonsense and nuance to get to the heart of it. And to me, that's so beneficial. Um, and, and like you said, Q, maybe that's what we do. Uh, that would be a great, I think, learning tool. Yeah. Uh, not only for our listeners and our, and our readers. We're having a meeting on the air right now, Q. That's crazy that we're, that's we're having great. this. It's good. It's good stuff. But also, it helps us because now maybe we get a better idea of what, well, what do you want to hear? What do you want to know? And we'll, right. we'll be honest about, I can't go that far sometimes. Or, right. you, or maybe we will. Hey, that's a great idea. We'll, we'll keep that in mind. So, um, you know, I've always said this, and I tell people that I cover, and I know you do the same thing. I'm here to tell the most accurate story that I possibly can. I'll, I'll, I'll win my battles. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get the news out first. Sometimes I'll break my share of stories, but that's not necessarily what drives me. Right. What ultimately drives me is telling the most accurate, honest story that I possibly can. Good, bad, indifferent. And when you present that to your subjects that you're writing about or covering, they generally respect that. And I've been, you know, for, completely forthcoming. Sometimes I'm going to have to write something, you know, that's not so good. That's going to be critical. Um, and th- and their whole point, usually back to me, and I, I know that you get this too, is that's fine. It's the gratuitous stuff. It's going over the top. It's it's um, or, or 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 criticizing when you don't really have all the facts, you right. know, and just kind of assuming and so or taking what they said out of context you know you hear things that people say and it's easy sometimes to misconstrue that in a way that makes that person look bad malicious whatever the case might be just play just be honest and if everyone when everyone is honest that's when respect gets developed and that's when relationships get developed absolutely that's a lot of good stuff right there and we're definitely gonna uh yeah get to that and Vinny, i got a good question from you our guy aaron sent me a good question i wanted to pass along to you i know we got to take a quick break so uh, we'll, well, i'll ask that question when we get back sounds good you're in the huddle with Vinny bonsignor and q myers brought to you by tequila and bahador raider nation radio 9 20 a.m interact with the show text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor this is in the huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM 
All right, what you got, Q? I, uh, I love that DJ Quick right there. That's awesome. That was nice. That's Chat, nice. And especially since you're in L.A. and I'm headed to L.A., I'll be there. Well, it's Friday night and I got to drive to L.A., so you can only imagine how much traffic I'm getting stuck in. But it's okay. It's usually in the opposite direction, so you might be okay. Uh, hey, look. I got the family in the car. I'll be fine. I'm good. There you go. You know. You got, uh, yeah, uh, putting on some good music yep. or uh, listening to some, you know, good sports, something. Right. Uh, but, yeah, um, and, and and be safe, my brother. Oh, for sure. And then we'll, we'll hook up and we'll link up. Matter of fact, uh, Raider Gons, he hit me up, and that's Gons with a Z. He hit me up and yes. said, hey, Vinny, you never answered the question. Are you guys going to be hanging out after the game and, and, and somewhere where we can meet you? And I don't know the answer to that, but – if you hit us up while we're in L.A., we can give you a better answer. That's the that's And, the, yeah, the, 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 the one issue, that's a 7 o'clock game right. after writing and all that, that. That gets a little dicey, but it's on the radar without right. a question. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Raider Gons, hit us up and let us know, and we'll figure out exactly what we're going to do. Now, Vinny, the question I had from you from our guy Aaron was, he said, do you think Gruden asked McVay to pick on certain players during the game on Saturday because they are close and he wants to see what these different guys are going to do? No, I don't think uh, – I. you know, here's the thing. Um, there's so much mutual respect amongst both of those coaches is that they're on their journey. The Raiders are on their journey. Um, they're trying to do their thing. He's not going to – John Gruden's not going to say, hey, can you take away from what you want to try to do here tonight to kind of help me out a little bit. Um, now, there were – situations during practice where you know there were a couple of times where i saw like you know sean mcveigh would hustle over to to gus bradley during the uh, offense defense and say hey this is what i'm going to be doing over these next three plays it's the personnel grouping just wanted to give you a heads up if you need to set something up on your end to kind of deal with that you know okay cool thanks so you know in a in a practice setting there's leeway to do that and you're setting up all these different scenarios and situations and saying hey this is kind of what i'm looking at to get out of this and, and vice versa. But in a game, you don't go over to the to the other team's coach and say, hey, you mind, you know, uh, throwing the ball over to number 21? I got to get a real good look at him. They'd look at you nuts. Right, right, right. No, I, I got you on that, and that, that makes sense. I just think that uh, because they are mutual friends that they'll probably say, like, you know, like you said, uh, when, when McVay went over and, and talked to Bradley and everything, they, they may work on some stuff just to get some, some work. You know, I, again, it's not really a pick on – type situation but you know neither one oh, of these yeah guys. yeah yeah i i hear yeah and i and i think that's what that practice was for right. um that's good, it, good it's more it's more you know that's that's the setting that you do that in because i think in the game like i said the coaches respect each other so much that they're not gonna like try to they've got their own thing that they got to work on so yeah. you know uh, you hope that the game swings in that direction so that you get a good idea of what that player that you that you want to you know, get a better evaluation of. But again, that was what you could, uh, if, if that was the case, you know, you're putting them in those situations on Wednesday and Thursday uh, and trying to get the most out of it. Um, you know, now, maybe in the NBA, when you have some of those preseason games, you know, you might talk to the other coach about it. But again, you just respect their thing so much. Like, right. I got enough issues on my side. I know what, you know, I, I don't know if I'd be real cool with you know the other coach coming into my locker room or whatever calling me up or texting me and say do you mind you know running like three plays to the right i just (laughs) need to you know like 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 it's just it's just probably not um what you want to do but that is where q those practices came so in handy and i think you're going to see more of them 
uh, in the future, as as especially after we get through with COVID-19 and make traveling a little bit easier and all that. Uh, there's just so much. And hopefully next year, I'm sure the Raiders, depending on what their preseason schedule looks like, they're going to they're going to work something out with whoever they play, at least one of those teams. And I'm hoping that you come out there because man it's a really good learning tool for for everybody the players the coaches and us too as the media yeah uh, to see things and hear things we were literally on the sidelines i might as well have been in the meeting with gus bradley and his defensive <laughs> backs like i heard everything that they were saying and what right. they were looking for and all of that it was great i uh, just want to say thanks to all the callers you brought the energy today we always appreciate that thank you to all our listeners you're why we do this thanks to demon cotton uh for being uh doing everything that he always does to make us sound great uh, and be on time uh over at home base